Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the frankest. Uh, <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> the well, frankest. I want on today. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I didn't have anything else. Uh, uh, I all I okay. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be frank with you. Um, I just had to like hold back laughter because right before we hit record, Steve was like, uh, let's do Allie. And then I was like, I'm 12 and I think that's funny. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at today. (laughs) And it's been, it's, I would say it's been a week, but it's been like a five months and (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at. And my brain is pudding. So, um, but let's like let's talk about let's talk about Allie's season of The Bachelor. That's what we're here to talk about. The classic, the classic episodes, uh, the the Bachelor classic seasons. We are on Allie Fedotowski. and so I have to say, like, apparently, uh, this was the time in our lives when we all had yellow hair, because mm-hmm. uh, Allie had it, and I know I had it, and then we had just seen Emily. And our last recap have it. So this is just like when we were really bad with blonde and we just didn't know what we were doing. And so we were like, and it wasn't like, it's not like that really cool, cute, like neon yellow cartoony, like cosplay stuff that like e-girls are doing now. Um, That looks great. Um, This was just like tragic. Um, (laughs) So that that's, you know, that's all that Chris Harrison should have said to put us in this time frame. Mm -hmm. Questionable hair, questionable eyebrows. That's basically the theme of The Bachelor from like 2008 to 2010, I'd say. Just, you know, there's no there's no YouTube tutorials for contouring or, you know, doing your hair in a cool way. It's just it's chaos. It really is chaos. Yeah, it's just chaos. And like I. I'm glad for my Eastern European roots that it was like impossible for me to overpluck because they just grow right back. Um, That's good. Thank thank you, Russian heritage, for giving me decent eyebrows and (laughs) I didn't fuck them up. So I I, they generally just roam free so that I feel like it's better. I really did. I mean, I have a lot of friends who have to pencil in their eyebrows now because of the early and mid 2000s. No, it's it's really tragic. I know plenty of people too. And but at the same time, I feel bad like if if I ever have a daughter, um I just feel terrible for her because I have the most gigantic eyebrows in the universe and I assume like we're talking like some Eugene Levy shit going on in my face. Yeah, and that's I, true. I just know if I have a child, they're going to be cursed with those same eyebrows. So Oh man. Yeah, my my dad's eyebrows are like are like a degree less than yours. Uh but I definitely when I was a kid, so like I have my dad's eyebrows, 100%. Like no one would question that. Uh if you've met my dad, you'd be like, yeah, she just toned them down. She actually trims. Um but one time my dad was talking and I was like, "Wait, hold on. Don't move." And I like came back with a pair of scissors and I pulled 
I unrolled an eyebrow hair from the middle of his forehead that was quite long. Uh, I mean, in inches. <laughs> I don't know how long it had been growing there, but I was like, we need to take care of this immediately. And I pulled it out from the middle of his forehead and snipped it. Um, so that that's what I come from. And uh, yeah, I started waxing at like 12. So uh, yeah, my eyebrows. <laughs> just want to <laughs> clarify. Started waxing my eyebrows at 12. Your and beard. Uh, my beard. Um, and so that's what I've been living with. So even with having started waxing at that age, I still didn't fuck up my eyebrows because they are that powerful. Um, so I love a story where, where you just, you know, you, you totally overcome the odds there. That's beautiful. Yeah. I just, I, you come out the other side, you know, uh, but you know, now it's like, it's the opposite. Like, um, I started, I've been spending a lot of time on Reddit lately and I really like, for me, Reddit goes in waves. Like I'll spend a lot of time on there and then I'll just be like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> and then I'll leave and then I'll come back. And right now I'm getting served very specific things from Reddit. Like I get a lot of like, uh, cause I, I hosted like animal or the adventure time and Steven universe, um, trivia and gravity falls trivia. So I get a lot of that stuff and I get a lot of Simpson stuff, but then I also get a lot of like snarky stuff. And, um, there's one Reddit called awful eyebrows that I would encourage anybody to look at cause it's cathartic. Um, just makes you feel better wherever your eyebrows are. They aren't as bad as on this page. And a lot of them are like the really big, super fake penciled in eyebrows that are bordering on unibrow or so far apart that they look like they're on different planets. Um, it's a lot of that stuff. And then there's another one called unique, uh, awful makeup artists, um, like from the MLM unique, I don't know if I'm getting out of your depth right now. No, I'm following. I'm tracking. They have like, you know, that like really clumpy 3D mascara that makes you look like there's just like spiders on your face. Yeah. And yeah. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, I mean, I know why, but for some reason, all the like a lot of the women who sell that stuff also just have terrible eyebrows. So it's like they don't know how to match their skin with their foundation. And then their eyebrows are just really bad. And 10 years ago, they were all these girls on The Bachelor. And now they peaked and they're selling this makeup to everyone in their mommy group in their church. See, I'm, I'm actually I'm more familiar with makeup than you would think, because uh, one of my favorite pastimes is when I see something that looks wrong and weird and is related to makeup, I always Google, why does so-and-so look like this? And then I usually get answers. So I'm, oh. I'm very familiar with what you're talking about here. <laughs> okay, good. I've, I've started and I never was really like a beauty YouTuber person. Like I wear makeup sometimes, but it's really like not that extensive. And I feel like I'm okay at putting it on, but I never do anything that's like all that daring. I'm just like, I just know how to make myself look like not a troll and that's fine. Um, but I've gotten really obsessed with watching people on YouTube, basically like ranting about certain things while they're putting on makeup. So they're not (laughs) instructing at all. Like it'll be like someone who's just sitting there and she's like talking about like, um, social justice issues or influencers holding parties 
during COVID, you know, and, and, but while she's doing it, she's just looking like, like more and more fierce, you know, and you're like, this is cool. Like, it's a very interesting, very niche, uh, area, but I'm into it. I'm like, I don't care how you do it. I just want to listen to you rant. And then at the end be like, oh, you look so pretty. Um, so anyway, it's a good angle. I think, I think I'm going to start a YouTube channel where I like trim my mustache while talking about the right wing coup in Bolivia and just see where that takes me. Yeah, I think you should. There's obviously a market for it. I mean, I also, okay, well, we're just going to go into my recent YouTube deep dives, I guess. Um, shout out to the YouTube channel Mac does it. He is one of my new favorite YouTubers and he's not new by any means. He's been around for a long time. I'm just an old person. It takes me a long time to find people. Sure. Um, because I think he's got like 2 million subscribers. I mean, he's not small potatoes. He's really great though. Yeah. Um, but a week or so ago, because, well, we'll see if TikTok actually gets taken down. But, you know, he's operating on the belief that TikTok is going to be taken down. He said, I am going to react to every single TikTok community that exists until TikTok is taken down. So I'm going to watch TikToks of every niche community on the platform until the day it is gone and banned. And he asked for submissions and he like scrolled through the list he got. And it's, there's like hundreds. There's everything. And then if you watch one, you get served up 10 more. Like I fell down a rabbit hole the other day where I was watching ant farm TikTok. That's the thing. I, I Yeah. I was watching, um, sparkling water review TikTok. Like this girl who Uh, has uh, flavor of lime sparkling water and was just going through them. It's, uh, this is what my life has turned into. So I am like, I, I've watched very little TikTok. I really haven't like I dove into those waters yet. Cause I'm an early adopter in some things, but not in that. Um, and so I'm kind of like where Mac is where he's like, I'm old and I don't get it. And he's like, but I'm going to try. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to learn through you. And he, <laughs> he found frog TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a toad TikTok, but not as good as the frog one is what he determined. Um, there's cottage core TikTok, yep. which yep. I don't even understand what cottage core is. Um, but I don't know if I need to, uh, but I think I kind of know there's, um, what else did he watch? There are some really like a lot of anime ones, cosplay, whatever, very standard. Um, That's a good one. Which one? bus tiktok it's just like a bunch of like like early 20s like we found this old bus and we're gonna turn it into a cool party spot watch us on our journey it's really great oh my god bus tiktok um yeah like activist tiktok that makes sense um like k-pop tiktok like all the stuff that you would expect to find but the frog one was really weird the cottagecore one was really weird and then oh disability tiktok that one was really great but the disability community on every social platform is always great um I'm trying to remember what else. Oh, furry TikTok, obviously. Oh, you gotta have that. <laughs> yeah, and it was weird because it was like a furry teaching people about using proper hashtags. <laughs> See now the other thing about this conversation is now because my phone is constantly listening to me to serve me <laughs> algorithm driven content, I'm gonna get some weird shit. I'm it's gonna be nothing but frogs and furries for me. Dude, frogs and fright. I know. At the end of his video, he was like, because he did like maybe 20-ish of them. And he's like, I'm going to keep doing these videos until I like 
get through as many, you know, I'm going to get through as many as I can basically. And he's like, and if this gets enough views, I'm going to keep doing these like as long as I can. And, um, so at the end he was like, oh yeah. Cause he said he usually gets like inspiration TikToks and activism TikToks and then like Naruto stuff or whatever. I don't know, whatever. And, um, <laughs> Avatar, the last airbender, I know he said, and he, there was one that he thought was really funny and that stuff is over my head. Um, but he, he was like, oh, my God, my For You videos are going to be so jacked up now because he just watched, oh, yeah. like, everything from every corner. Anyway, okay, we're 12 minutes in and we have not talked about this season at all. Um, but I did mention, I think, on the last episode, the big deal with Allie being on the show and then coming back to be The Bachelorette was that she had left her job at Facebook to be on the show. That was, like a big part of her time on the bachelor. Um, yeah, but now, well, now does she have a job? Cause didn't E news just, um, stop. So is she working? Or should we be I, worried about Allie? Does Allie have a job? Know. Her Instagram looks lovely. So I'm, I think she's just, you know, being happy and like drinking grape juice with her children. That seems to be what she's into. She's also really into CBD right now. So, you know, maybe that's her thing. I'm not sure. Oh, God. Does she sell it? Is it an MLM or is she? I, I oh, it don't look know like it. MLM. I think she's just an enthusiast. Um, that's good. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. I do see the Welch's grape juice ad. No, she's still got her blog going too. You know, uh, she's uh, she's doing her thing. Okay, good for her. Yeah, because she was, I mean, if anybody, I, I really don't watch like e-news very much, um, but she, uh, I know that she was a correspondent on e-news and I heard that they just ended. So now I'm uh, wondering. She's got all kinds of endorsement deals. She's fine. Like her blog's she's like, hey guys, there's a Nordstrom sale going on tonight. Make sure you check it out. So I think she's cool. She probably it made a couple G's for that at least. Yeah, it kind of looks like that's mostly what she blogs about are people who pay her to do stuff. Yeah, I love that. I, lo I love the blog switch from like things I want to talk about to things people are paying me for and nothing else. It's good stuff. I hate that shit so much. Um, <laughs> as a blogger uh, with with a whole slew of new content ideas from last night that are all buzzing around my brain, I'm like, if someone was like, I'll pay you to do this. I'll be like, I'm paid to do plenty. Okay. I want to do my own shit. Um, but anyway, uh, I do like her layout though. I actually do like her layout and I'm not even being a shit about it. It's actually <laughs> a, a really good uh, blog layout. Um, and I just saw an old picture of Kirk on here. Oh my God. Okay. So we're going to get into all the contestants. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about Frank. Um, let's talk oh, about... Frank. Loved Frank. Love me some Frank. Frank was okay. So this is what I put in my notes. Um, and this was, I kind of put this in the middle, but I think it's appropriate to say now, you know, Frank walked so Wells could fly a hundred percent. Um, I just, Frank I love Frank really paved the way. Yeah. He really does. Cause he's, I mean, he's very chill and he seems yes. very fun, but also he's got like, like major like privileged white guy dreamer thing going on where oh my god like yeah you know i really want to be a screenwriter so i just moved to paris for six months and just wrote screenplays and she's like wow that's so cool do you speak any french he's like no nah, i don't speak any it's like wait 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 can we back up to the part where he was able to afford to live in paris for six months 
How is that even possible? Right. That was where you lost me. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, well, that's not thought, my life. Is he a day trader or something? Like, how does he make all this money? How do you do that? And he's like, no, I, uh, I manage a retail store. It's like, what? You you manage well, no. like all greens? What are you, what are you doing here? No, he said he was a consultant. And you know how much money consultants can make. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Cons- like, he makes the money. That's, that's I true. really have to do that because um, you can make like $500 an hour to just be like, you should do this. And then you don't have to do any of the work and you just like walk away. Like, hello, I should be doing that. Yeah. Although the question um, is you're mostly telling people to f- to fire their employees. That's like. Yeah. Thing. Like fire this person. Get this software. You're doing that the stupid way. All right. That'll be, that'll be $3,000, please. Like, what oh. the fuck? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, really. Come on now. It's pretty sweet. And consulting is even better. Holy cow. I don't know if I could do it. I think I'd feel if, if my job day to day was to be like. Yeah, you should fire all these low-level employees. I'd feel like shit. Yeah, but. I'd feel like I'd feel like garbage. Um, instead, I just you know, um, um, what what's the nice way to say it? I'm just like a guidance counselor. Um, yeah, I just um, uh, or a life coach. <laughs> I just like help people self actualize um, through me. That, that would be your little, your little job description if, if you were on The Bachelor. <laughs> actualizer. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> no, I'd, I'd say marketing director because you got to know I'm a badass bitch. That's true. That's true. Anyway. Where, where uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just said badass bitch in my Chiron. And it's like, yeah. My Chiron um, is a podcaster in need of a haircut. <laughs> true. Um, okay, we'll talk about something else I did that was badass uh, this weekend later. Uh, but let's talk about rated R. <laughs> let's talk about rated R, Justin. So, okay, so Justin's a skis. Just, I mean, and, and it was like that she, this was like one of those people where you're like, how did you not notice it from the start? This guy's such a oh. slime ball. Like, nothing about him seemed like sweet or good. Mm hmm. So I was like very confused by her being like, yeah, there's some chemistry there. I'm like, is there? Because he just seems like a fake ass dude. Yeah, he's uh, I, I can't even like he's he's a top tier villain for sure, because not only is he like transparently full of shit, uh, but even the things about his life that seem to be legitimate are not legitimate at all. So the fact that he's like, I'm a professional wrestler. You, sir, are no professional wrestler. Okay. When, because I, I saw that and I was just like, you know, I was watching the, the, the greatest seasons ever episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He was the wrestler guy. And then I was thinking, well, at the time he was probably an indie wrestler. So where is he now? What's he doing? And so I looked him up. And not only did his wrestling career not really go anywhere, but even when he was an independent wrestler, he never really wrestled. Like he he worked some independent circuits a little bit, but hardly at all. Um, he also, you know, how he, he called himself Rated R. That was his whole yeah. thing, uh, which is a great gimmick to have as a wrestler because another wrestler had already had it for like a full decade before him. There's a, a WWE wrestler named Edge. 
uh, who was also in the movie Money Plane that came out a few months ago. He's a big movie star now. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, Edge, Edge has been calling himself the rated R superstar since like 1998. So the fact that Ugh. this other guy just comes on The Bachelor, he's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm rated R. Uh, uh, that'd be like me, like, you know, going on uh, The Bachelor and calling myself a wrestler and be like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, you can call me the Hulkster. Like, yeah. What? Oh my God. Like, so he's like, he's like the second Lady A of yeah. the wrestling world. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, just pure trash. Yeah. Get right fucked. Um, so, <laughs> so like, he's obviously not, you know, like, I mean, look at, okay, now I want your wrestling opinion of Kenny. Cause obviously, you know, I loved Kenny. Absolutely loved him. Yeah. So Kenny is a good dude, yeah. uh, both on screen and off by all accounts. Okay. And he is a very legitimate professional wrestler. He wrestles for Ring of Honor. Uh, he's a tag team champion for a while. He's a great wrestler, great guy, A plus all around, and does not like puff himself up to make him seem like he's some no. you know superstar. It's I feel like Kenny didn't even like brag enough, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like he he talked about it and like he was cute about it and whatever, but like that you could tell that he was actually not trying to make that the focus. Yeah, and what he's one he of the guys. Like, think about all the the guys that have been on The Bachelor, and how many of them have been people where you're like, "Oh, I know who that is." Like the moment that you see them, like they're they're semi famous right. before they're on the show, and he's one of the only examples of that. And he totally downplayed it. Like he's, he's yeah. Legit. Kenny for a Bachelor. Seriously, I still want him to be The Bachelor at some point. Okay. He's still one of my all time favorites. I just think. He was just such a great dude. We're going to get to rewatch um, him a little bit, right? Because I think they're doing Rachel's season in the future. Yeah. Because Ugh, I'm we're excited. already nostalgic for something that just happened. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, that was a Rachel's season was really good. Um, so, so I don't mind it. And Kenny was so, there were so many great guys, but there are a lot of great guys on Allie's season as well. Like that transition. Um, mm-hmm. I always liked Ty too. I always thought Ty was really cute. Mm, oh well. Boonville, um, <laughs> Mississippi. Yeah, I thought he was like you know, aw shucks, cute. You know, that's what I wrote in here. Um, and then I totally forgot about Chris, a hundred percent. So I'm sorry, Chris. Oh, I forgot about you. Ugh, I, I really didn't remember him at all. And I, and at the beginning of my notes, I actually just wrote, "Guy climbs out of a random tower." Um. I did not really forget about Jonathan, the weatherman, though. Oh, and yeah. one great. thing that I love about him, I wrote, um, he just wishes he was Nick Cage, but he looks like a kid in a suit. He does look um, like an absolute baby yeah. man. Did anybody ever watch The Weatherman? Because that was a pretty good movie. It is pretty good. Underrated Nicholas yeah. Cage film, for sure. I think it's very underrated. Um, I've been like thinking about rewatching it because I was like, oh, that was a really good movie. Um and I also forgot that um, Roberta was the first one out of the of the limo. And <laughs> I wrote, oh, we have a mic- microaggression right away because he goes, I'm Roberto. And she goes, I'll just call you cutie. 
<laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Say his say name. Words. Nope, nope, can't say it. That's too hard. Can't roll those R's. I was like, what just happened? Ten years ago, it was crazy. No one, no one got mad about that. People no. should be mad about that. I was like, that's not that, you know, that's just like, oh, can I call you? It's like, no, that's not what I just said my name was. Like, it's honestly, and Roberto is not a complicated name. No. <laughs> and even if it was, it is your job to learn it. Sorry. That's not too tough there. I think oh, my God. Yeah, there's if, if people really... can handle Fedotowski, you can <laughs> handle Roberto. Okay. Sorry. That seems like a fair trade-off. Uh, I, I was just yeah. going to say, there's some, some real standout characters. So we talk about Justin, who is like an all-timer, just pure villain. Uh, you know, he's he checks all the boxes. He's there for the wrong reasons. He's constantly uh, lying and cagey about like who he is and what he does. Um, he's just slimy and gross and competitive in the worst way. Uh, so yeah, just an all-timer there. You got Frank, who is... You know, he's he's cute and he's likable and he's quirky and he's chill, but also, you know, he he leaves the show and then I don't know if it really tarnishes his image because he left the show because he was he was basically honest. He was just like, I mean, I stopped dating a girl to go on this and now I'm thinking I should have just kept dating that girl. And that's I mean, it's not like he was outed as like, oh, you had a girlfriend before you came on the show. He just is like, right. yeah, I do this. So, but that kind of casts him in, in, in a different light. Like you, you don't normally see that on the bachelor. It either goes one way or the other where they get caught or, you know, right. caught after the fact, or they're actually there and, you know, pure and, and wonderful. And then you have my favorite category, which is just the absolute buffoon. And let me tell you, Casey, thank you yes. so much for your service, sir, because wow, just the perfect dumb dude who doesn't get it and it's just pure cringe just wait cringe personified was this your first experience with casey yeah so i did not remember casey from this season like i i have very little recollection oh. of this like i and and the other thing is is all this starts to blend together because i i wasn't watching like consistently during this time. Okay. Also, okay. A lot of these guys came back and did like bachelor pad, bachelor in Paris. Like they, they did other stuff. So I kind of know them from that, but Casey just totally wiped from my memory. And what a beautiful, perfect boy we have here. Just pure. Oh my God. I've never forgotten Casey ever, ever, ever. I have to say uh garden protect your heart is like the live, laugh, love that runs around my brain almost every day. Um, I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. And um, got a tattoo for a girl that he knew for two weeks, and then he and he sang that song, the fucking song. Yeah, he's so Casey. So, so you remembered like the Vienna and Casey stuff, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, and I can't wait for Jake's season either. Holy shit! Oh, what a train wreck. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anyway. I remember more of Casey when he was on Bachelor Pad, like probably a couple years after. Um, yeah. Alley season. Yeah, Casey. Casey's just like such a train wreck, and um, as well, and he just yeah, he's total cringe. He has like no self awareness, and he like does not realize what he's doing is totally creepy. And I still think now. He has no idea that what he did was totally creepy. He just has just no no knowledge of of that at all. Um, Amazing, and and that's the thing mm -hmm. though is so like 
I, I don't know if he's, he's not really oblivious. He's just like, he's so sincere, you know, like my brain from spending too much time on the internet, I'm probably like irony poisoned for the rest of my life. But he has this beautiful sin- sincerity that just completely wraps back around on itself and turns him into like a creepy psychopath serial killer. Yeah, he's like very untarnished and yeah, like he's pure, but in a way that scares you. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, Kirk is on the season and I was like very, very all about Kirk um, until he did Carly dirty on Bachelor in Paradise. And then I wanted him dead. Um, <laughs> just saying. Thank God Carly and Evan found each other because Kirk really ripped her heart out and just like stomped on it and fucking ate it for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like it was so terrible. And I was like rooting for him because he's like a Wisconsin dude. Yep. Yep. So I was like, yeah, Kirk. And then he was just like, uh, yeah, I guess I just like like you as a friend. You know, I was like, oh, you suck. Um, uh. He just did it in such a dirty, gross way. But anyway, at the time when this season came out, I thought Kirk was really cool. And I thought Frank was really cool because I always root for the nerds, uh, like when I rooted for Dean. But Dean did the same thing Kirk did, just like turncoat bullshit. Um, Dean became anyway. his father, the last thing he ever wanted. And that's what Dean he did. Dean 100% became his father. And, ugh, and renounced his Zelda tattoo. He can get fucked, too. Um <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, here's another. Yeah, Allie is also like very cringe. Um, so <laughs> by far not one of my favorite bachelorettes. And there was like that part where she was with Roberto and they were like, you know, like hanging out. And she's like, she's like, I don't know. I have one thing to say to you that I learned from a rap song. <laughs> Oh, boy. And she was like, dame un beso. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Uh, yes, you technically said that correctly. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Like, did you not take Spanish right. in high school? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sure she took French. Look at her. She's so basic. Um, <laughs> definitely took French. She definitely took French, which is why she was like, when Frank was like, yeah, I went to Paris. And she's like, do you speak French? And she's like, because I forgot it all. Because it's not really that useful to learn. Uh, (laughs) And he's like, no. And she's like, oh. (laughs) And they had a date in front of the Hollywood sign, which is really good. Um, That was really good. I I like their date a lot. I would have (laughs) loved to have that date. I I liked hearing the backstory of it, too, because... You know, they they hop in this vintage car and then they they walk around L.A. a little bit and then they go to the Hollywood sign and have this nice conversation. And when they were doing the the greatest seasons ever thing, they went back and they they interviewed Frank and he mentioned that, you know, they were driving down the freeway in that car. And then after a few minutes, it just broke down in the middle of the, like the 405 or whatever freeway. they yeah. were on. And so he's like, yeah. So the best part of that date was like not even on TV because the car broke down and then they just like sat and talked for an hour while they waited for a tow truck and then like the, the crew to pick them up and take them to their next destination. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's amazing. And that explains why they had such a strong connection and why Allie was just like, wow, I didn't think Frank was, you know, that, that deep of a guy, but now I'm really having strong feelings for him. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. Cause you've, 
you know, you, you had, had like had, real it, moments. Yeah. You had, you, had a, you had a real moment. You had, you had to step outside of the TV wonderland for just an hour, which is enough to actually, you know, kind of get to know the guy. And he seems pretty cool. Right. Well, you know, like that's something that, um, that a lot of people say are like their favorite dates are like the ones that model real life the most. Um, and those tend to like, not always I'd, I'd have to, I've wanted to run the numbers on like the, the categories of dates and like who ends up being in the final and like what date, what types of dates they went on. Cause it's like, I know that I've said before, cause this was something I'd read in reality, Steve. And then I started noticing it is like the shopping spree date. Um, a lot of the times goes to the person who wins in the end. Um, but I think a, a lot of the times as well, at, at least the people who get really, really far end up going on one of those real life dates where it's like, oh, well, we're just going to hang out at my place and like make dinner and we're going to go grocery shopping and stuff, um, which I think is really cute. I don't know. I always like those dates. I think that those are I mean, sitting by the Hollywood sign is obviously amazing, but I think there's something really cool <laughs> about doing that. And I know the high adrenaline dates also tend to get people pretty far because that's like trauma bonding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, I did have one little note before the date with Frank uh, that we that the producers were just so mean and they were like, hey, weatherman, wear this tiny little bathing suit. And I thought, really you know, and then Harrison yeah. was mean about it, too. He's like, oh, I feel so bad for that floaty he was wearing. Ugh. It's like, come on. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. It wasn't it was bad, though. It was like, oh, poor kid. Um. Anyway, oh, also, it was really interesting that uh, they aired that the house has rodents and, like, we're not hiding it. I was kind of surprised by that. Were you? Yeah, it was kind of weird. You'd think they would cover that up. It also seems yeah. weird that, like, like, why do they have, why are there just, like, rats in the hills of Malibu? That doesn't make any sense to me. I Well, and it's like, I know that they, like, rent this house from a family. So it's like you're just like outing that family's business. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. I was just like really weirded out by that. Like you're just going to be like it's like you spend you take all of this effort and you like redecorate family's houses when you do the hometown visits and we know you do it. Yeah. Um and <laughs> but instead you're just like yeah, we're going to openly talk about the rat problem in the mansion we can't visit right now. Like, well, good luck fucking taping there again. They're going to see that and be like, you're not coming back. Mm-hmm. Unless they signed a really long-term contract, then. I actually I have, a, I have a bachelor greatest seasons ever question for you. Okay, so I'm ready. One thing I have noticed across uh, the journey that we're taking through these greatest mm-hmm. seasons is when they go back and they interview people, Every single person has like a giant house that's super nice and they seem like they're totally rich. Um, yes. Now, there, there's a few exceptions. So Frank's interview actually seems like it's in a modest, normal home to a degree, which is yes, fine. But most of sure. these are way over the top and also, in many instances, very sparsely decorated. Big so makes cavernous kitchens, Yeah. Yeah, or or like when they when they interviewed uh, Justin Rated R, it looked like he was in like an office building. There was just like a window and like a fake plant behind him. So, are they just like are, are they like okay, set up your Zoom account, whatever. We're gonna test this, and they look at their background. They go, mm, "That looks like trash." Do then do they just like rent them an Airbnb nearby and just set them up there to 
pretend it's I like think so. Okay. I think so. Um, cause remember when Ashley and Jared were staying at like one of their parents, like Jared's parents' house or something. Mm-hmm. It totally looked like they were at their parents' house. Like they were in a bedroom. You saw the wall. Like it, it like you could, I feel that in my soul where they were staying. <laughs> I was like, I know this environment. Um, at, at I would say, time. I believe like Brad, Brad's place looked like him and it looked believable. Like I was like, I feel like this could be Brad's kitchen for sure. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like, uh, perfect for his blue eyes. Um, <laughs> Brad is, is kind of perfect. I will say. Um, and there I are some like Allie has money, obviously, yeah, money for sure, for um, sure. You know, Trista and Ryan probably are doing pretty good. Um, Some of the later season contestants are probably making quite a bit from endorsements. So they're probably doing okay. The ones that I'm curious about are like some of the people, yeah, like the people who are on Alley season or earlier who didn't like go on other shows and aren't doing that influencer thing. Um, those are the ones that make me, yeah, a little questionable. I wonder if anybody else has like done some digging on this. I bet they have. I would be super interested in that because, yeah, like you said, like sometimes it's like, okay, this feels like this person actually lives here, which either means they do or they did a great job of staging it. And then, you know, there's other times where it seems totally fake and off. And then there's also a few times I've seen where it's like, well, this person definitely lives here, but also what wh- how are they living here like stephanie hogan uh my eyebrow queen she her house looks just totally off the wall to me it's it, it looked like a like a i don't know like a, a fairy garden or something it's just all these weird pastels and there's shit all over every single wall like she had like a picture hanging above a light switch which is just unacceptable but it, it, it's so like that's funny. stephanie Hogan's house for sure for sure 100 percent her house but like if if i'm a producer i see that and i'm like um you look like an eccentric grandma right now we're gonna have to dial this back you're going to an airbnb like the, i i don't know i don't know yeah i mean but look at her whole thing i mean clear clearly yeah. Anyway, let's not get into Stephanie. That's for next episode. Okay. So next. I'm looking at, I'm looking at some of like the original shots, the original interviews, like, um, so Ben Higgins, his background is totally his house. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you see the curtain, he's in a corner. There's some like photo and a couple of, uh, home goods candles and that is straight up Ben Higgins' house. Like, there's no doubt it's his house. Um, so that one's really obvious. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see them all side by side now. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you. There's something There's something weird about it. Um, and I've been thinking that too. Like, damn, they got some big ass kitchens. I'm like, I want a kitchen like that. And why is everything so white? Um, it's weird. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> It's the same question uh, I ask for most of the Bachelor cast. Yeah, why is everything so white? Um, oh, I just like thought about how I was just watching. Uh, do you watch Married at First Sight? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I have questions about that show, too, because I haven't watched every season, but 
it's 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 a show that has some diversity, but it's like strange diversity because it's just like straight couples and it's usually like two white couples and two black couples. Don't you feel like? Yep. Yep. And I'm confused because um they're in cities, like urban areas with like wide demographics and I don't understand why it always ends up that way. Well, I think that's partially because, you know, they they really grill the contestants about this stuff and I think some of the contestants racism comes out because I mean, there, there's been questions where they're like, well, what kind of girl do you look for? And, and they're, they're like, like well, one that looks like me. Blonde. Yeah. One that looks like me every single time, every single time. And I get that. I get that they're going for their preferences, but that's, that's kind of my question is that like, I, I don't feel like they've gone beyond now. And I haven't watched every season, so I might be talking out of turn. And if I am like, everybody can correct me and yell at me later. Um, but in in my memory of that show, I feel like it's been like mostly, if not all, just like white and black contestants and like and like no other like racial or ethnic representation um, that I can think of. I mean, I don't know. It's been a while since I watched it. But this most recent season, I was like, I feel like that's all I was seeing in the interviews even. And like and I was like, I don't really know what their pool looks like. Um, but it was like really confusing. And then cause and then you got other people who were interviewed and they were like, I'm pretty open, like I'm pretty flexible. You know, I'm more attracted to someone's kind of diversity though. Personality, you know. So it's got my favorite kind of diversity, which is a sexually repressed school teacher who is like five feet tall and professional basketball player who's like seven feet tall. That's my favorite couple of all time from that show. <laughs> I'm So I just started watching that season. I think I'm on like the second episode. So like I'm watching their, you know, weird bachelor and bachelorette parties. Um, and they're like, I'm getting married in two weeks. Um, but anyway, uh, that's my question for you, Married at First Sight. Not that The Bachelor is off the hook by any means, because I mean, <laughs> there's just so... There's so much more work to be done on these shows, but like, it's really, it's kind of sad when you think that like, you know, like a totally horrible politically, uh, um, radioactive person like Tila Tequila had a more diverse offering than these shows have now. (laughs) Yep. And oh, that's yeah. like really fucked up and sad. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm glad the Nazi is a diverse show. Yeah. And she's a garbage human is my point. And literal Nazi. That's great. She is a literal Nazi and she, and she had more diversity on her show and was totally cool about it. I don't get it. Um, yeah. uh, I also, anyway, back to the show. <laughs> There were some really good guys on the season, but I also wrote there were some real potatoes. Um, oh, yeah. Like the boy band jean jacket guy. I don't even know who I was talking about, but I just wrote, who's the boy band jean jacket guy? And then I said, and the guy who looks 20 years older than everyone else with the 80s haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to go back and watch uh, the p- part where they're showing all the men, um and it was shortly after when Rated R crutched all the way to see Allie. Mm. Um, you'll maybe see the people I'm talking about because I really don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but I also wrote, oh, yeah, that lawyer guy was fun. 
He oh, was God, pretty fun yeah. on the show. He was like kind of loud and interesting. And they really cut a lot of his stuff out of this episode. But I remember liking him. Yeah, he was, and, he was good. And he, and he did a great job of like kind of distilling for the audience why Justin was just colossally full of shit. And he just straight up yeah. said, he's like, I'm a lawyer. I listen to people who are full of shit like day in and day out. And <laughs> Justin is full of shit. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah, he was like the Jim Halpert of this show. And he also, yeah, like there's always going to be that one. And it's usually like a lawyer or a doctor. Like um, there was that um, epidemiologist, um, Emily something, I think, yeah. on one season. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Yeah, um, years ago, sure. Yeah, and she was super sweet. Like she was just like, yeah, fuck all this. Like <laughs> she just like called everyone out on their bullshit and she was really delightful. And he was kind of the same person, like the person who's like, I actually don't care if you give me the axe because I'm just so tired of this person's bullshit. And there's clearly not any chemistry between us. So I'm just going to be annoyed by this and rant about it the whole time and be like, thank you for my time. You know, like, and that was kind of, I think he knew that about himself. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Casey a little bit more because this was around the time. So like we see, we see the Justin crutching stuff. We see the lawyer talking about him being full of shit. And then we get to the Casey stuff. And when he talks about, yeah, garden protecting her heart and then the song. I mean, I remember it was really nice to get Allie's take on it. Cause I remember watching it and I was like, she was so good at like pretending that she enjoyed it that I actually thought maybe she did. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting really mad when he was doing it. Like, I was just like, this sucks. Why is she liking this? And then she was like, oh, my God, it was so hard to keep a straight face during all of that because, oh, my God, it was so bad. And he was not good at it at all. And I was like, oh, good. OK, that was like kind of a relief for me mm-hmm. <laughs> to find out that she hated it as much as America did. Um, and then, yeah, like. I I loved the editing with her just being like, listen, all Casey has to do is like be normal today. <laughs> That's all he's got to do. Just be normal. And he's got a shot. And he's like, well, today's the day I'm going to show her my tattoo. <laughs> like, what could go wrong? What could I, uh, go wrong? That, that was it. It's like you you are up against the most despicable man in the world. And all you had to do was not be weird. That's it. Yeah. Just a couple hours. Be normal. Can't do it. And Can't. he couldn't do it. And so, yeah, he gets yes. And now he's married with a kid. And this was also really cringe where he was like, no, look, see, I changed it and added in the, our wedding date underneath it because it was just like a general thing. Oh. And and I was like, it was a very specific tattoo. Okay. Yeah. Like. Poor wife, blink twice if if you're safe. Come on, like <laughs> if yeah, I mean, being someone who has 13 tattoos and like maybe somewhere I'm like mm, maybe would have done that differently. Um, <laughs> I don't back out of any of them though. I'm not. Well, I mean, I have one. I'm probably going to cover up, but it's not like anything bad. I just was 19, you know. Um, but like th- I don't have anybody's like name outside of a family members on my body, and that's for a reason. And I'm not going to like dedicate something in a tattoo to anyone except for a family member <laughs> because anything else is dumb and mm-hmm. cursed. 
It's yep. just cursed. Absolutely. The family member that I have on my body is not living. So I can't do anything as a curse there. She's already gone. Um, yeah. Oh, God. He was just like, that makes it okay. I was like, no, it's not. He has the weirdest voice, too. He has the weirdest voice. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Casey. You know you do, though. I don't like looking um, at either. It doesn't work He just really, like, gives me the creeps. And, like, I, yeah, I don't know. But, hey, he's married with a kid. So there's somebody for everybody. Um, and then I, I just wrote in my notes, I forgot they went to Turkey. That's cool. Um, cause I feel like sometimes they go to really uninteresting places. Like, I don't know, Ohio. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, look at, they actually went to Turkey. That's so cool. Um, and, and like when Allie confronts Justin, it is pretty good. Like, her calling him out was pretty fun. And he just like, yeah, he had nothing to say to it. And he was just like, no, I didn't. That's not anything. And like, as he's walking away, they play all the voicemails <laughs> that he yeah. left for this lady. Oh my God. That was really good. Like just from a production standpoint, a bachelor doesn't usually do anything that's to, you know, outside of their block and tackle shooting. Like it, it all looks the same now, but that move was just oh pure cinema. It was it was beautiful stuff. Yeah, he's just crutching away, and it's like, hey baby, I can't wait to see you. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good, and yeah, like I don't know, that was yeah, that was a lot of stuff. Um, and then and then yeah, the Frank stuff that was hard to watch. I think the, I mean honestly, I do feel like. If that hadn't happened, Frank would have been at the end. And she says that Roberto still would have been, but I really don't think so. Yeah. I think it was like a Cassie situation, except she didn't jump a fence. Exactly. Yeah, I would agree like, with that. Like, it needs to be you at the end. And she just kind of pulled it together. But I really was like, I remember that happening. I was shocked. My mom was shocked. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, even though that stuff happened, I still, yeah, I still like him because- I think he did it the right way and was honest about it the right way and whatever. Um, and yeah, he seems to have a good, a good life now and good for him. And yeah, he is very privileged white guy though. Very follow your bliss. Uh, <laughs> good for him. Um, and then, yeah, like we get to the end and I really didn't say very much um, about Chris or Roberto because yeah, they also kind of glossed over the whole like, yeah, me and Roberto didn't really work out, but I remember it being more dramatic than that back in the day. Yeah. Um, I think there are way more arguments than they're really letting on. They're just kind of like, well, yeah, it's fine. Cause I got these kids now. So it's fine. It's like, uh, okay. Um, I also forgot how sweaty he was. Um, and then I wrote bad bye um, next to Roberto. So anyway, uh, but Chris, is on HGTV now? Yes. Yeah, that's what they said. And then I looked it up and he's got an HGTV show with his wife. Did not know that. Well, good for him. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me let me Google it again. It was I I'll I'm sure I'll find it. Uh HGTV. <laughs> um Chris Lampton. He's a professional landscaper. And um, cause, so that's what he did. I mean, before the show, he was a professional landscaper 
And it, it says he brings his expertise to HGTV's new gardening and landscaping series. And his wife is also was also on The Bachelor. Peyton, Peyton Wright was is his wife. I'm okay. saying this in a weird way, but anyway. <laughs> um, and they're on a show called, well, I don't know if this is still going on or not. I'm assuming it is. I really don't watch HGTV. I am not their target demographic. Um, I just, if I watch it, it just turns into a drinking game. And when they talk about subway tile or shiplap, I get drunk. So that's about all I do. But um, he's on a show called Going Yard, apparently. Yeah. So that's, so that's a thing. So he's doing pretty well. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's weird because it's like, even though he's on a TV show, I really didn't know about it. Oh, apparently he hosts three shows on the network. Wow. Yeah, but he's like never on The Bachelor. He never does anything on there. So I'm just like, oh, what's he up to? Distancing himself from it, I guess. Yeah. So he's on Lawn and Order, uh, Yard Crashers, and Going Yard. Those are the punny shows that he is on. Really leaning into the landscaping there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. I think he aged very well. I think he looks pretty good, and uh, I think it's cool that he is busy with that much. Good for him. And I'm sorry I forgot you, Chris. I'm s- And clearly, you're trying to make sure no one forgets you because you're just trying to be on as many HGTV shows as possible. Um, that's I think I that's all I really have to say about this season. I don't know. Um, I remember there it being more emotional than that, even the Frank stuff. But maybe I'm just. I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was young. <laughs> Back when I was young. Back when I was a wee child. Yeah, because what year was her season? Two thousand five. No, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yeah. Say two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. So this was like when I came back home from being out of state for college, and then probably spent a lot of time at my parents' house mooching off their food when I was a broke college student here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's like around that time. (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, so Allie really pivoted her career into becoming a correspondent. So she she did like local news stuff in San Diego and she did like a fashion television show. And then she was like a judge on a Miss USA season. Um, and then, oh, okay. So she was on E! News. Oh, she hasn't been on E! News for a long time. This is how old I am and how out of touch I am. So she was on E! News from 2013 to 2015. Okay. And then she was on a talk show called Home and Family. Hmm. That's on the Family Channel. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. It's that's what it says. That's bizarre. I yeah, I, I have no idea. That's I don't uh, even like know the family channel at all. Yeah, well, I mean, family. What's the family? The family channel is called. It's it's not freeform, is it? It's something else. They they change the name. Like yeah, it is freeform. Freeform. Okay, that's what it says at least. Yeah. So I don't know. The family channel. That's I so didn't reruns. <laughs> Such a creepy. Anyway. Um, wow. Weird. 
Yeah, it says she joined Home and Family as an official family member. Um, I'm really doing some Googling now. Well, so I guess she got out before before E crumbled. So that's good for her. And yeah, good for her. Oh, what a strange world we live in. Um, she's now she's doing stuff like banana split stuffed strawberries. <laughs> Oh, well, that's great. That's what I need yeah. in my life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. Who else is she cooking with? Um, that looks like somebody else I should know. Um, anyway, what a weird, creepy Stepford thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, great. So that's Allie's season. And um, next episode, we're going to be talking about Jason Mesnick's season, which I actually never saw but knew all about. I'm just going to be talking about Stephanie Hogan's eyebrows. Sorry. We can definitely do that. So (laughs) until next time, uh, just keep uh, Stephanie Hogan's eyebrows in your mind's eye and we'll talk to you later and in your heart and guard and protect them. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Your heart.